With the GDPR, it's certainly no longer true that you can do whatever you want with it. Um, you have to have legal basis to do to do that, and consent is one of those legal bases um, to do new processing of data, for instance. You cannot just take data you have collected for one purpose and use it for something else. Um, but I, I agree, we're talking about several different cultural changes. Uh, on the side of the individuals whose data is being processed, they need to understand why those topics are important. They need to learn about those topics. They need to... Um, so there's a lot of learning that needs to happen on the individual side. But there is also cultural change on the side of the companies and those engineers, as you mentioned, um, who have been you know, operating in the Wild West for a long time, and suddenly now there are rules that finally apply to them. Um, and so they have to learn with those rules. And we'll see that, I mean, this will launch new dynamics around business as well. So, as I mentioned earlier, once you have new business models that are less complex, that are not about, you know, I offer you this service for free where I collect the data and then I send it back to this other entity where I won't tell you what they do with it because you don't need to know. But we switch to simpler systems where the value is more direct and more clear, then that's, that's going to be simpler to explain. I think GDPR is uh, described as uh, not really new regulation. It uh, more like uh, collects the parts of previous regulation and just u unifies it and uh, raises the fines uh, if you... Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, it's mostly an evolution. The line is usually that this is an evolution, not a revolution. Mm. Um, it's about homogenizing the law at European level but it's also indeed about better enforcement, which was completely lacking for 30 years. Um, so much better enforcement of, those, of, those, of this law. So now there is a clear, at every step of enforcement, there is a clear person or entity who is responsible. And indeed, when everything fails, the fines are much bigger. So the reality is that so far, lots of corporate lawyers have thought, well, we can just ignore those laws. At the worst, we get a little fine and we can deal with it. But now it's no longer the case. No. I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't make them responsible for their own data. But they need to be, they could be, I think this is true. They need to be educated to the importance of those problems. They need to be aware that those are real problems. And that if someone violates the law around data protection, well, it could really harm them in the future. It's really hard to f figure out exactly what the harm could be, mm -hmm. but there is likely to be a big harm. And that's pretty much all they need to know. Because from there, a lot of stuff will follow. The regulators will take this more seriously. The reporting will be more tight because that's an important topic. The politicians will, you know, think more about those topics, etc. But even then, I want to also s highlight the fact that we probably want a society where people are more aware of the digital realm and what's possible for different reasons. Um, better education in those areas means probably that people are able to get better jobs in the future. Um, it probably also means that our, our countries are better um, protected, more reliant on the geostrategic level, less likely to be influenced by outside forces. So there's a lot of reasons beyond just protecting the individual to want to have a population that is well-educated about those topics. I mean, I'm talking about really changing the culture around data and personal data and those issues. 
But <clears throat> I think people can understand now that um, gas, for instance, or electricity is of geostrategic importance. If, you're you, if you have one particular provider that gives them enormous leverage over your countries, right? Or oil is the same. So people understand those dynamics. Um, they are very likely to understand in the future that if all of their personal data flows to China and new AI is developed there that starts to um, take over jobs in Europe, well, we're in trouble economically around those issues. So how personal data flows around, maybe, maybe you need to start to understand it at the macro, macro level, but I think those are important issues. And Europe has, if you think about it, they've just enacted a law that allows anyone with a good business proposition to come to any European and say, give me your data, and in exchange I will offer you a service. You know, I need to get proper consent on everything, but if the service is good, you will give me your data. So Europe has a real interest that this data remains in Europe, serves the Europeans, etc., etc. And it's, it's, this will require a lot more education. So in a way, Europe has enacted a law, and the only way forward for them is to really apply it to the letter and to really make it work. And that will include some more education. But that regulation is in a way launches a dynamic where mm -hmm. it applies across Europe or it doesn't apply. Right? Either it's a race to the top or a race to the bottom for European companies. It cannot just okay. apply to Germany and you have the startups in Estonia that do whatever they want because the Germans won't let it happen. Right? Otherwise, it's a huge disadvantage for the German startups. So in that sense, it has to happen at the European level and to be fairly, fairly homogeneous. Um, of course, that argument could have applied in the past. And we know that Ireland, for instance, was not as strong in applying data protection laws. But for subtle, for subtle reasons, um, in the change of, in, in terms of enforcement and how decisions are made, which are changing now, and that's why there was a race to the bottom. But I'm quite helpful, hopeful that within Europe it will be a race to the top. But after that, what Europe is doing now is trying to leverage its economic power to force Japan, Korea, big, big economic players to adopt similar rules and to also race to the top with them in terms of data protection. And that's actually working. Um, Korea and Japan have upgraded their law in order to uh, match the European one so that they have a good baseline for data protection, personal data protection, so they can engage into trade agreements around data without any concern for the protection of fundamental rights. Now, we're talking about laws on paper. Of course, enforcement is a different matter, but, you know, it's a step. And in terms of 10 years, I don't see why. Like, if you look at what happened with the Cambridge Analytica scandal, it exploded very very quickly it it has led to hearings to um, politicians becoming aware of some of the issues becoming aware of the collective dimension sometimes of the protection of personal data of different regulators starting to collaborate data protection authorities across the world but also data protection authorities with electoral commissions so it's a, it's a much more it's like a practice run for enforcement of the GDPR. And this has happened very, very quickly. So I think with, as the scandals arrive, and there will be more and more, because those topics are becoming more and more important, um, 
you will see that things will accelerate as well.